A young boy with cancer gets a new friend and supporter at a coffee shop drive through window. The story coming up next. The Daily Detour. Headlines and entertainment on your schedule. Featuring music by our house band, Quickie. And now, your host, Dan Roberts. Oh, welcome in. I'm Dan Roberts. Josh Firestein back today. We will get into some Christmas topics like the whole Secret Santa thing. Do you like Secret Santa? Is it too much pressure? Does it give you anxiety? It does for some people, and we will talk about that. Also, here's a provocative question for you. Have you ever looked at your kids growing up and thought to yourself, man, they're, they're just not as cute as they used to be? Is that something you would ever admit to? Because someone wrote a letter to an advice column asking for help with that crisis. What do I do? My kid isn't cute anymore. Josh and I will discuss that, and uh, you can certainly discuss that with your friends. If you come up with anything different or you have anything you want to say about it, dailydetourpodcast at gmail.com. Good way to get in touch. That link in the description of today's episode, which we will begin with this wonderful story. Some good news out of California, Lake Elsinore, California. A woman named Debbie Har pulled up to the Starbucks drive-thru. She had her nine-year-old son Cole in the back seat. Four times a week, they make a two-hour drive to Orange County for cancer treatment, chemotherapy. Two hours. And you know how nice the employees are at Starbucks generally at the drive-thru window. Sometimes they're more chipper than you want them to be. You know, if you woke up with a headache or something, you're like, I'm just, I'm not ready for this. Clearly you've had coffee. I haven't yet, but they're, you know, not going to knock them for having a positive attitude. Or did I just do that? Anyway, the mom rolls down her car window so that nine-year-old Cole in the back is now uh, able to hear what's going on. And she had asked the barista at the window to do her a little favor, tell her son he's going to kick cancer's butt today. And so he did. And the kid loved it. And then he started requesting that mom go to that drive-thru. Remember, they're doing this four times a week. And when the barista wasn't at work, should give him a shout-out, by the way. His name is Eddie Aldrete. Probably pronouncing that wrong. A-L-D-R-E-T-E. There's no accent above the last E, so I don't know. Sorry, Eddie, if I got that wrong. But when he's not at work, the other employees have uh, stepped up to cheer Cole on in his battle with cancer. Nine-year-old Cole. And since then, Eddie and the mom exchanged numbers. Soon, the barista and the boy with cancer started FaceTiming and playing video games virtually. And it's turned into a real friendship. And the barista said, you know, wasn't looking for a relationship, wasn't looking for a little brother. But relationships can happen out of nowhere sometimes. I didn't expect it at all, is what he says. And the mom says, the world needs more Eddies. He says, I don't think I've done anything phenomenal. It's something that any human being should do. Just be kind. That's a good one, right? I like that. Other good news for you today. The first home test for COVID-19 that doesn't require a prescription will soon be on store shelves in the U.S. This is a test you can do at home. It'll cost about 30 bucks. You buy it, open up the box, swab your nose. There's like a a little strip and some solution, I, I believe. And then you can find out the results in as little as 20 minutes over your phone. There's an app that you use to get the results and it will explain it because, uh, you know, so you don't have to guess like with a pregnancy test. Wait a minute. What does that color mean again? So this is pretty exciting. Uh, the manufacturer is from Australia. They expect to produce 3 million tests next month before ramping up production over the first half of 2021. So it's not on shelves yet, but look for that 
I guess early next year. It's good news, right? You don't have to drive off to some remote site, make a doctor's appointment, whatever, to get tested. And uh, also like the idea that I'm controlling whatever it is that's going into my nose. <laughs> you know, I, I was very phobic of the uh, early tests where they basically, it sounded like they stabbed your brain to give you the COVID result. Last but not least, as far as headlines go, uh, the Republican leaders acknowledge that Joe Biden is the next U.S. president yesterday. Foreign leaders also congratulated Biden, including Russia's Vladimir Putin. This uh, just about bringing to an end an exhausting election year here in the United States of America. There's still some some Senate seats that could shift. And I guess we'll find out all about that uh, by January 4th. And then you wonder what the news is going to talk about at that time. And we'll get into entertainment news and, and I'll show you just what they're talking about on CNN. It is time for the Daily Dish. And just to show you how things seem to be moving forward, moving on, you know, usually you flip through the cable channels, come across CNN, probably a a bunch of talking heads yapping about our current president or or something along those lines. And yesterday they were talking about Britney Spears' dad and the Free Britney situation. Not trivial if you're Britney Spears and certainly of interest, but... Not what they've been talking about 24-7 for what feels like 100 years at this point. So if you don't know, uh, you know, Britney Spears uh, had the situation uh, like a decade ago. I don't When was that? Uh, where she had kind of a mental breakdown and she ran into a, was it a convenience store? And she had shaved her head and walked out with a member of the paparazzi holding hands. It was, it was bizarre. And then since then, she's kind of been in a battle for control of her own affairs. Her dad, Jamie Spears, was appointed a conservator, and then she allegedly has been complaining, wants him removed. We never hear from her directly, though. We always hear from lawyers. It does make you concerned for Brittany, uh, what's going on when you just hear everybody else talking about her. You don't get to hear it from her, even though she is active on social media, performs in Las Vegas, just released a new song with the Backstreet Boys. I mean, she's not hiding necessarily, but you never really get, uh, but you never really get any info that way. Anyway, Dad Jamie says he loves his daughter and misses her very much. When a family member needs special care and protection, families need to step up, as I have done for the last twelve plus years, to safeguard, protect, and continue to love Brittany unconditionally. I have and will continue to provide unwavering love and fierce protection against those with self-serving interests and those who seek to harm her or my family. Yeah, it's a bizarre situation. You don't know what to believe. And fame, man, not all it's cracked up to be, right? We've we've learned that time and time again. The pressures of fame, pressures of having a career at that level, being world famous, pressure to deliver hit songs, the pressure to look great all the time, and then the snakes that come out of nowhere and become part of your group and whisper in your ear. And some people listen to them. I don't know who the snakes are in this situation. I'm just saying. We've seen it a million times over. On a more positive note, Jeff Bridges, big-time movie star, the dude, the dude, uh, is making a donation to the Livingston, Montana Food Resource Center. Why is he doing this? As it turns out, Jeff Bridges lives in Livingston, Montana, which is just a couple states over from me. And so he's taking part in this live auction, benefiting the Food Resource Center over there. And he's also donating a guitar, 
And I, you know what? I will put a link to bid on that guitar in the episode description of this podcast. Right now, it's at just over $7,000. I don't know who's listening to me that has that kind of money to drop on a guitar right now. Uh, but, you know, you never know. Anyway, very cool. I just like that story. I know a lot of cool stories about Jeff Bridges. And they're all, they're all good. That's a guy that, like, everything you hear about him is good. Now, another movie star on social media is showing everything. If you've ever wanted to see Josh Brolin's naked body, you can now do so. Uh, thanks to a photo taken by his wife, Catherine. Uh, it, he is just sitting out in front of an RV, just naked. And he's like 52, 51, 52. You don't see anything. It's very tasteful as far as, you know, uh, it's a side shot. But, you know, there's nothing from head to toe. There's, there's no clothing. Uh, just like a cup of coffee, I believe. And I don't know what the point of it is. I guess he just really wanted those likes. Chasing those hearts on Instagram. Breaking several in the process. Once they learned that it was his wife that took the picture. He's married! And finally, remember when when sex tapes were scandalous? Maybe they still are. I don't know. It's hard to tell anymore. But one of the early sex tapes in the 90s, they got released. If you knew someone that knew someone, you probably saw it whether you wanted to see it or not. Because they were excited to show it to you. One of the earliest ones was uh, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. And now Seth Rogen is producing a, a series based on the sex tape incident for Hulu. It's called Pam and Tommy. I'm not even sure this is something that needed to make its way to my television, but also seems like something you could do in a two-hour movie or something. But no, it will be several episodes. I mean, what, were they having tantric sex? How, can you, how many episodes can you get out of the Pamela and Tommy sex tape? We'll find out. And Sebastian Stan from the Avengers movies, the Winter Soldier He's in it. Lily James, I don't know too much about her, but she's done uh, Downton Abbey she's in, and she's done several movies. And then Seth Rogen, I guess, will probably star as the man who stole the tape. Kind of odd. I wonder how Pamela and Tommy feel about that. Maybe they signed off on it. Maybe they have to sign off on it. I have no idea. Well, they're public figures, and it happened in the public's eye. Maybe not. I'm sure Pamela wouldn't mind having a movie made about her, but maybe not focusing on that particular moment. She accomplished a lot of other things, and she's done a lot of activism. Maybe that could be the story. No, we're going for the sex tape. Anyway, enough about that. The countdown to Christmas is on. Nine days and counting. So let's talk about Christmas and Santa and all that stuff with my guest, comedian Josh Firestein. Uh, Secret Santas. Back to Christmas topics here, Josh. Secret Santas, yes or no, research indicates that millennials... Think we should ban Secret Santa because it gives them anxiety. Oh God, that's stupid. Well, that was I'm, easy. I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a millennial, but uh, my anxiety comes from uh, I don't know more important things. I, I I don't know. That's dumb. That's so dumb. Well, your level God, for anxiety—you don't even get anxiety driving over a, a speed bump in a war zone <laughs> at seventy miles per hour. You know, so your 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 threshold is a little different than mine. I mean, I never liked it. It gives me anxiety, but I can just not do it. Like as long as they don't force you into it at the office. The like way any the- really any of those office parties, I just it's not my thing at all. But you can just opt out, right? You know. Yeah, uh, there should don't be an opt everybody- out, and there should be a a, a a maximum price. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like- some of them are fun. I don't know, but. That's the thing. It's it's not that it's a bad event, but if you have anxiety over it, you shouldn't be forced into it. That's my feeling. I think the best um, the best comedic uh, portrayal of Secret Santa was from The Office, Remind where me. Uh, they had a they had a spending limit, right? 
on the on on the office thing, and it was like a it was an opted in thing, and it wasn't opted in; it was mandatory, I think, and everyone had to do it. And it was like a a maximum of like ten dollars or twenty dollars or whatever it was. Yeah. And then uh, Michael had got Ryan, and like he he made it so that he would get Ryan the temp. He was like in love with Ryan the temp; is his favorite guy. It's so cool. And so Michael got him an iPod. <laughs> this is back when iPods were like a big deal or whatever. So yeah, he got yeah, him an yeah. iPod. And uh, he's like, he's gonna love this iPod. I got him this iPod, and then the whole Secret Santa people were, like switching out, swapping out, getting the iPod, and it was right. like it was it was a totally an anxiety filled event. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that whole it, show, it, yeah, it, it yeah. Well, that's yeah, because that's the show. The show <laughs> is Michael throwing a wrench into everything, <laughs> and uh, that was really good. But it's easy to avoid. You just have, you just have the maximum, and you can opt out. I, yeah. They always say, "Oh, it's a ten dollar maximum," and you're and I always just was thinking, "Well, this is just I'd rather spend twenty or twenty five and get something good than just throw ten dollars away." And I got I get why you do it that way, but then it's like, why are we even like, what are you going to get for ten dollars? It's, it's going to be fun. crap. Yeah, it's it's a fun. Yeah, Josh, it's going to be crap. It's Josh be crap. is leaving the podcast. <laughs> Dude, I'm out of here. <laughs> How dare you insult the game my father invented? I'm gone. <laughs> Uh, here's a question uh, torn from today's uh, headlines. Not really, but like torn from the advice column, the headline grabbed my attention immediately. And I don't think you're to this point yet, but I wonder if you ever will be. The the headline is I'm depressed because my kids aren't cute anymore. Oh God. (laughs) I'm like, is that a thing that parents go through? Is that a Uh, thing that parents admit to? Right. Well, this is what she's wondering. I, I assume it's a, assume it's a woman. Why do I think that? You know, it could be a dude. It sounds like something more uh, a guy would say, but yeah, that a, but that a woman would worry about. So there you go. Um, do other parents go through this? It hit me hard this week. I finally realized that my nine and eleven year old kids, a boy and a girl, are no longer cute. <laughs> so messed and I up. will laugh every time I read that. Uh, and and I'm having a hard time dealing with it. We took them to see Santa. Yes, Santa is out, but it's a social distance Santa. Uh, Still, we look forward to this every year, so we went, and when it was their turn, I started to take their picture and realized that they're outgrowing the cuteness age, and maybe we've aged out of going to see Santa, and I can't get over it. I got home that night and cried, and it's staying with me. I can't shake it. (laughs) Oh, wow. How do you, I, I sound horrible, it. don't I? I'm just like rolling. Uh, how do you how do you deal with going through the transition from my cute little angels to kids that, frankly, aren't that cute anymore? Wow. If please. I can be frank real quick. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think that their kids were ever cute. People just told them. That's a yeah. Seinfeld episode, yeah. That's when I yeah. first heard someone say that babies could be ugly. But you know what? Not wrong. No, tons of babies. Most babies are ugly. I would argue that most babies are ugly. You grow out of the ugly into the cute, and then apparently you grow out of the cute. <laughs> you better enjoy the cute while you can, Josh, because that's going to turn. <laughs> never. It'll never, never. It'll be the, everything she does will be cute, even when she's like leaving the house and flipping me off and saying, F you, Dad. I hate you. I'll be like, oh, she's so cute, isn't she? Roll, rolling the family car on the neighborhood roundabout. <laughs> uh, that yeah. just caught my attention. I couldn't believe that someone would say that about their. I can't their believe kid, that either. Or even feel that way. 
just no, I feel that way. I can see. I can see people feeling that way because we have all these thoughts we can't control. But that sure. you can control what you type onto the internet. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's your choice. You choose what thoughts to glom onto and then uh, extend the life of that thought. Yeah. I loved I loved that she said, I can't shake it. <laughs> I know, and she cried herself to sleep. It could be a dude crying himself to sleep. It could anyway. be, it could be. But like, I oh, can't shake not, it. They're not cute like, anymore. I can't even get to sleep. I'm so, I'm so wrenched with this. I can't shake it. It sounds like uh, they were submariners, and he had to, and he had to like launch a torpedo at an enemy ship, but hit a friendly ship instead, and <laughs> he can't shake it at night when he goes to sleep. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sometimes I wake up with the sheet soaking wet and a freight train going through the middle of my head. Uh huh. <laughs> that a song? I got a bad desire. Yeah, that's uh, that's Springsteen. That's oh, okay. uh, that's from the Born in the USA album. I'm on fire. You're killing it, dude. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on fire is the name of the song. Oh, I thought you were saying that you're on fire right now. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't say okay. that. <laughs> if I said that, it would be with more irony, you know. That's what I thought you were going for. And, and uh, uh, that's what I was like, you're killing it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what's disturbing about that song, though? Well, there's two things. I'm going to, now I'm going to piss off a comedian. The disturbing thing about that song is, you, like, Bruce Springsteen was already an older man by the time he sang that, right? In his, at least in his 20s, probably in his 30s or something. And it's like, you know, Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Does he go and leave you all alone? Maybe he means like how people say, oh, where's your old man tonight? You know, like for, for a husband or boyfriend or whatever. But it just sounds creepy. <laughs> it just yeah, sounds really sounds creepy. creepy. Which is the point of, I think, uh, a joke by Pete Holmes. But in introducing the joke, he talks about it being a song from the 70s. And it's a song from the 80s. Uh. And jokes, jokes are only funny if they're true. And it's not like most people that are familiar with what he's making fun of don't know that. You know what I mean? Like I just, I'm like, and I just think to myself, Pete, just Google it. It's like, how lazy were you writing the premise for your <laughs> joke? That's all. So now Pete Holmes will hate me forever and will uh, sink my podcast, but yeah, I hope he hears it. Call in Pete, but Google it. That's all I'm saying. More with Josh on tomorrow's episode of The Daily Detour, and we'll talk about Christmas movies. Take a little Christmas movie quiz. You can play along to that. I'll throw out some plots, and uh, you'll have to guess. Is this a real Christmas movie, like one of those Hallmark things, or is Dan full of it? Hint, I'm always full of it, but that uh, is not going to help you pass the quiz. So that's tomorrow. And if you need a little Christmas, right this very minute, there's a link to the Daily Detour merch shop on Tee Public in the description of this episode. If Santa Claus next to a Marshall amp wailing away on the guitar, you've got a musician in your life, you've got a rocker at heart, this design by me, perfect for them, and you can put it on whatever you want. I've got t-shirts and hoodies and sweatshirts and the whole range. Or you can just pick up a Daily Detour mug for your coffee, your hot cocoa, your mug collection. You can put ballpoint pens in it for all I care or fill it with your favorite steaming hot liquid. Makes a cozy way to uh, listen to the podcast. Anyway, again, the link is in the show description. Tell your friends about the podcast if you're enjoying the Daily Detour. Write a review, subscribe, and that's the spiel right there. I'm done uh, begging for money. Well, that's a half-truth. I will be at the corner of Washington and Main Street later on uh, today. If you can't donate, just honk. I'm teasing. Oh, also, stick around after the uh, closing credits for that Christmas song from Quickie that I promised you. It's, uh, it's a hard rock and pop punk song. It's not for everybody, but it's for you, maybe. If you don't like it, you can re-gift it. 
I've been turning into a klutz. This is what's on my mind lately. I don't know what, I never used to be clumsy. Suddenly, at my tender age, whatever that is right now, I'm becoming clumsy, bumping into walls with my shoulder. And this morning, I was getting ready to uh, make some coffee in the old Keurig, you know, just the one button, fill the mug, fill your daily detour mug full of uh, whatever coffee you bought at Costco in bulk. And uh, I go to, to reach for something, and I ended up knocking the top off the water tank there onto the floor. And I'm surprised it didn't just snap in two because it's quite a fall. And it didn't sound exactly durable. Like, I don't think you're supposed to start throwing it around. Uh, so that happened. And also, a few days ago, I reached for some salt. I like just a little pinch of salt on my scrambled eggs. And we have this salt container. It's wooden, and it's got a lid on it that just kind of, it stays on it. And you just slide it open to grab your salt. And I go to grab it, and that little lid swung open, and suddenly... The kitchen floor is full of salt. Do you know how hard it is to pick up grains of salt? It took me all day. And then I remembered, I have a vacuum cleaner. What am I doing on my hands and knees all day picking up grains of salt? No, of course not. But the first reaction was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be horrible to pick up. Of all the things I could spill, this is worse than milk. Well, it wasn't because I just grabbed the vacuum and it, it came right up. And I was reminded that we have a cordless vacuum cleaner. Do you have one of these? Am I, am I the last to realize that these are a cool thing that exist? One of the least favorite things about vacuuming is having to continuously plug the cord in and unplug the cord you know, for the next room because that thing's only going to stretch so far. You're making good progress. Suddenly, you've got to stop everything and find another outlet. But uh, this has a battery, and it tells you how much battery is left and all that, and I just I loved it. Loved it. And the salt came right up. Unfortunately, that was all the salt in the house. So uh, it's on the grocery list. It's on the grocery list. Hey, if that's the worst thing that happens the rest of the year, I'm good. Not a big deal. And on that note, I hope you have a wonderful day, wonderful week, wonderful rest of the year. I'm not going on vacation, by the way. So if you need to sneak away, put some headphones in while you're visiting with uh, family and friends this holiday season. You can expect to find new episodes of The Daily Detour even on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. In fact, those days will probably be extra special. But tomorrow's good, too. I'll talk to you then. You've been listening to The Daily Detour, a production of Basic Bits, LLC, hosted by Dan Roberts, music by Quickie, and I'm your announcer, Libet Wolf. New episodes drop Monday through Friday. Subscribe now so you never miss a moment. And we'll chat with you next time. Hey!